Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Docs Sportscast today. So Aurora and I are very excited to talk about today's episode. We got, you know, a few different topics out there. We're going to discuss, um, really going to talk about the NFL for the most part. Uh, we do want to touch a little bit on the NBA, but there's just so much going on in the NFL right now that we just can't, I mean, you just can't put as much time to the NBA right now because, uh, I mean, the NFL, this is the time. This is the time for the NFL to have all the news. So um, we will mention in the NBA, um, you know, a few things that are, are coming out there. You know, obviously the Brooklyn Nets uh, not performing the way they need to perform. They recently played the Lakers. Um, and, you know, James Harden by himself didn't have enough to beat the Lakers with Anthony Davis back on the court. I mean, shocker. I don't know why anybody's shocked about that. Um, you know, it's surprising they were even in that game to begin with. Um you know, and and I was not happy with what I saw from the Lakers. If you look at look at the Lakers, look at what they did in that game with Anthony Davis. I, I I don't feel like they looked very good. So again, there's issues there that um, that we see, and I think come trade deadline time, things like that. I think there could be some things that happen there. Um, Golden State Warriors. I mean, just continuing to roll, even if Steph Curry's having a bad game. So that is. Uh, the, the team to watch right now. I mean, they're just playing the best basketball out of any team by far. Um, you know, they, they may not have the same athleticism or talent at certain positions. They may not have the same star power level as other teams, but they play together and they play like a veteran team. Uh, they just play the game so well right now. So uh, that's a little bit of thoughts right there on the NBA, but we are going to um, move into the NFL, which is going to be the big portion of our uh our episode today and first off we're gonna talk about the nfl's problem with overtime okay this is a huge problem okay they have a the nfl has a huge problem here okay this happened to the falcons in the super bowl a few years back um where they lost to england um now this happened again with the bills and the chiefs i mean this has happened multiple times um it's never okay to not give a team a chance when you go into overtime of any sporting event of uh, you know Look at all the other sports. You go into overtime, <clears throat> every team has a chance, okay, on offense. They have a chance to score. They have they have a chance to keep competing, okay. And people will say, oh, they had a chance to compete on defense. Okay, look, that's but that's not what makes up a team. A team is offense and defense, okay. And the Bills were playing amazing. Chiefs were playing amazing. This, this reminded me a lot of of that Atlanta Falcons team and uh, the New England Patriots team in the Super Bowl, how both teams were you know going back and forth, back and forth. Um, and literally, you know, when New England scored that touchdown, you were like, oh my gosh, this sucks. I would love to see Matt Ryan come down and score a touchdown because you knew he would have been able to do that in that game. Um, this is the same situation. They go in the overtime and, you know, I just knew it right away. All right, well, whoever wins coin toss is going to win this. It sucks. People don't want games to end because of officiating, right? They don't want re- referees to dictate the uh, outcome of a game. Well, they're letting a coin flip dictate the outcome of a game, and that's pretty sad to me. Um, it's just not fair. I don't even care, you know, which team I'm rooting for. Like, I, I like both teams. Um, I have no issues with either team that won. Um, I think that, you know, kudos for the Chiefs to, to move on. I think it's a shame for the Bills because they didn't get a chance. They didn't get an opportunity out there in overtime. Um, and I would think that with any team, no matter who they're playing, um, when this happens, when these things happen, fans want to see more of great games. Okay, The NFL has a big issue right now with competitive games. There's so many times a Monday night, Thursday night game, like Sunday night games are not 
competitive during the regular season and and it's garbage television people don't want to watch those games because the matchup sucks right and that happens a lot in the nfl today now how do you help balance that out oh when you get in the postseason this is a great game this is an amazing game this is a historic game between the bills and the chiefs what are we going to do oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna end it as soon as we can in overtime why the fans want more the fans want to keep see it happening okay let's keep it going it's not fair at all to the team that didn't get a chance on offense to get out there and score. It's not fair. It's never going to be fair, depending on, you know, well, not depending on any situation. Um, it's just, it's just, it's never fair. Never going to be fair to that team that doesn't get it, um, that doesn't get a chance to get the ball in overtime. Um, both teams should have a chance to go out there and get a possession on offense. Um, no extra points involved. Okay, so if you score a touchdown, fine, that's it. You just get a touchdown. Um, you know, it, no going for two. Like, it's either you score a field goal or a touchdown. And the other team has a chance to go out there and match what you did. So if you don't score, if you turn the ball over, if you, you know, whatever, like if you don't score points on your possession, the other team can win it on a field goal. Absolutely fine, because at least both teams got possession, Right. Um, have both teams start on the 20 yard line, make it fair. Don't let it be, you know, kickoffs and all that crap. No, just straight football. Okay. Um, regular season, it's fine. You know, keep it where it is. Like, it's not that big a deal. I get it. But in the postseason, you can't have this happen, guys. This is, this is awful. It's awful for a team and a franchise because, you know, you're just looking at players and coaches and things like that and it's like you know what this is this isn't fair that any of these guys had worked their butts off worked their tails off did everything they're supposed to do how is a team supposed to even think they should try anymore because literally they didn't get a chance they went to overtime they showed they were right there tied up with this team and they didn't get a chance to try and score the ball on offense I mean, it's just sad. It's just sad to me. It's not fair. Um, so the NFL needs to fix this. You know, um, they need to get this fixed. Uh, they need to make an adjustment. You know, I think both teams need to make sure they at least have one offensive possession. After that, make it okay. You got to match the other team what they're doing. Okay, I get it. I understand. But this is this is not the way to do it. It's not fair. It's not right. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a lot of issues there. And there's some people, there's analysts I've heard, there's people on television, like there's someone on like Good Morning Football or whatever, and he was like, I love the overtime rules. I think they should leave it the way it is. I think it's absolutely fine. What in the heck are you, like, what are you drinking before you get on the show? Like, what is wrong with you? Seriously, you're okay with a team that literally played their hearts out, was tied dead even at the end of a game, and then when it goes to overtime, they literally don't get a chance to touch the ball on offense. How do you think that's fair? How do you think that's okay? It's literally on a coin flip. That's what the game is dictated on, is a coin flip. That's just not good. That's just not good. So, yeah, that's really frustrating. I hope the NFL can change that sooner than later because if I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, I I mean, I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there telling myself, like, okay, Kansas City Chiefs didn't win that game. They didn't. Because Buffalo didn't even have a chance. Buffalo didn't even have a chance. Like, if I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, that's what I'm going to say. Now, if I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm going to say, oh, well, you know, they had a chance to stop us on defense. Okay, Kansas City's defense, your defense is trash. It's garbage. 
Okay, you see the plays you're giving up at the end of the game. You would have given up the same friggin' thing to Buffalo. Okay, so that like like I just I don't think it's fair, regardless of the team, regardless of the situation, time of you know whatever postseason type of game it is. Once you get to the postseason, at least change this up where each team has a chance on offense. It's just not it's just not fair um, when you look at it. You know, it's all you know. All these games are built on being fair and, and fair competitiveness and uh, fair competitive chance. And you know, every team gets the same amount of time. You know, same amount of calls, same timeouts, all this stuff. But then you know what? Oh, you get the same amount uh, of chances at possessions. You know, once the game starts and everything, and you know, you you're dictating the game, and then oh, you don't even get a chance to touch the ball in overtime. That's not fair. This is not fair. Anyway, we'll move on. Get off our, our high horse there. Um, we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so <laughs> Aaron Rodgers um, came out, lost to the San Francisco 49ers. This is a game that we called. We said that the Niners would end up um, playing tougher than them. I told you guys, don't be surprised if they go out there and they beat the the Packers. Um, and they did. The Packers, very much a um, uh, finesse type of team, the same way that the Dallas Cowboys are. And, uh, you know, it is great to see that, you know, hard nose, smash mouth defense, smash mouth offense was able to go in there and punch another team in the mouth. I mean, you just kind of get away from that in the NFL nowadays when teams like Kansas City Chiefs and, you know, Cincinnati Bengals, what they're doing, like, they're not tough teams defensively. They're not tough ground pound teams. You know, it's, it's finesse football. And it's really awesome to me to see a team that's not playing finesse football go out there and punch some teams in the mouth. So um, very excited about that. I think it's a really, really awesome opportunity for the San Francisco 49ers. Great win for them. Really sad win for the Green Bay Packers. You know, it, it sucks. Uh, it's sad for them. You always kind of root for the Packers being like small market team and everything. Um, you you kind of want them to do well. But this year was a little bit different, and that was because of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers... He must be a big gambler, and I'm just telling you right now because he did the biggest gamble that he could ever do. He went out there. He made it look like he was the only person that mattered in this organization. He literally painted the picture of, without me, you're not competitive, so I'm going to get everything I want. Okay, literally like not showing like care for his teammates, showing value for his teammates. Like That didn't happen. He may say it, but his actions didn't show it. Okay, so he gambled by setting the stage of like, I'm the guy and with me, you will win and without me, you won't. Well, he didn't perform. He didn't throw any touchdowns in this game, you know, and from this game, I would think the team could see a light without him. Because at a game where he missed some throws, you know, he didn't he didn't see guys that were open at times like there will be. There will be a there there will be a, a chance for Green Bay to look at this and see a light at the end of the tunnel without him. And understand, you know, with another quarterback, they might be fine and they might still be a competitor. And I think they would still be. They have a great team around them. They do have a lot of cap issues and things like that, so they're gonna have to address that. That's a big concern. But what happened is Aaron Rodgers gambled on this season. He went all in. He put all his chips in the basket and said, I'm going to bet on me. And when it came up to that game, he didn't perform. 
He didn't even get to 300 passing yards. You know, he he didn't throw for any touchdowns in this game. He was 20 for 29 passing. I mean, he didn't even have a lot of attempts. Like, I just don't understand why, you know, you would risk that and, and do it the way you did it. But there's a quote from uh, one of the Dark Knight movies that I would love to quote. And this is, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And Aaron Rodgers has become the villain. He was a hero to people when the beginning of the season happened. He was a hero to people when the season started going on because he came back to play for his teammates. He came back even though he's upset. He came back because he wanted to come back for his guys. And then all of a sudden throughout the season, you're seeing like, oh, okay, maybe that's not the case. Oh, okay, maybe this isn't. Oh, okay, well, he thinks he's the man. Oh, well, he's the guy. He's the guy. We're awesome. We're winning games. And all of a sudden, oh, he couldn't do it for us. He didn't perform. He didn't come out there and do it. So now he's the villain. He is the villain. People are upset with him and people should be upset with him. You know, he's holding up plenty of decisions out there in the market. Um, you know, he's he's acting like a spoiled child. You know, like I want my cake and I want to eat it too. You know, I want ice cream with it on top and sprinkles and, and every single thing I want. Well, sorry, buddy, we can only afford like, you know, a slice, a small slice of standard cake. No icing for you. Will you take that? No, no, I don't. I don't want that. I'm better than that. I need more than that. Well, sorry, that's just how it is. So, um, it is frustrating. If I'm Green Bay, I would hope to move on from Aaron Rodgers. If I'm Green Bay, I don't want Aaron Rodgers there anymore. Um, you know, you didn't win a Super Bowl this year with him. Uh, you had a good record and you got there to the playoffs, but you know he didn't perform at the time he needed to. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of things that happened that game. Don't get me wrong; it's not like Aaron Rodgers lost that game for them, but he didn't go win that game for them. And that's the thing: you pay a guy that much money, you you invest so much, and let that person have that much control because they're someone who's going to go win you that game. He didn't go win that game. Now, yes, he didn't lose it, but he didn't go win it. Okay, and there's a difference there. So. Um, you know, I, I, it's just something that if I'm Green Bay, I want to move on. Now, as far as options for him, everyone wants to say Denver is like a front runner. You know, Denver's like the place for him to go. Okay, look, I understand that. I, I hear you guys. Denver could make a lot of sense because they have a lot of talent. They have a they have a team that could be ready to to make a big push um, if they get a quarterback in there that can you know make a, a lot of good plays. I mean, they have a consistent quarterback that can play out there. And Teddy Bridgewater, he played consistent, and when he did, the team won games. They were looking pretty good for most of the season. But they needed a guy who will go win you games. Well, Aaron Rodgers just showed he he didn't do that. Now, he can. He's done it plenty of times. But he didn't do it at the biggest time that it mattered for them this year. Um, so I don't know if you'd want to make that move if I'm Denver. I'd rather try and maybe go another direction. Don't get your cap hurt so much. You know, Keep some flexibility in what you can do because you've got some good young talent. You've got some great offensive ability out there. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think you would be better off not going with him and trying to go a different direction. I think Russell Wilson would make a lot more sense to Denver than – uh, Aaron Rodgers would at least just my opinion I, I just think Russell Wilson's got a little bit more in the tank I think you know he he will be a guy that can help elevate some of those young receivers and things like that a little bit better whereas Aaron Rodgers has shown not really to help young guys as much as like a Russell Wilson so I would just look at that um, as far as other teams and these are teams that we haven't heard people talk about all that much I mean yeah every now and then we'll hear about it but there's some teams that we think would make a lot of sense and that would be Tennessee Tennessee Titans, I mean, that's a team that, you know, I, I love Ryan Tannehill. I like what he's doing, um, but clearly he didn't show up. He lost them that game uh, this year against the Bengals. Um, if he didn't throw that that uh, interception late in the game, uh, you know, they probably would have had a chance to score a field goal and, uh, you know, end up moving on to win. 
that game. Um, so, you know, Ryan Tannehill is a guy that I like Ryan Tannehill. I love what he's doing. I think he can win on a good team around him. But I just don't know if I'm Tennessee, if you have the defensive fortitude to be able to continue to win like this. Um, I, I just don't believe that defense is right there yet. So you're going to need an offensive guy who will go win you games. And Ryan Tannehill is is not a guy to go do that. Okay, He's just not. Um, and in the playoffs, it's really hard to win with a running back. Uh, it's really hard to win because of your running back. So as we saw. So that's a team I think could make some sense for them. Um, and that would give Ryan Tannehill some options. He could go to some places, and you know he's performed well, and I think some teams would be in the market for him. Uh, so th- this would be the best time probably for him to move and, and get a you know a decent shot somewhere else um, if I was him. Next up, Miami. Okay, now this one could make a lot of sense because realistically the Packers could um, could, you know, move on fresh. I mean, it doesn't, whatever. You're losing Aaron Rodgers. That's the thing for them. But in this situation, Miami could move on from Tua Tungvaluwa, who still has some, he still has some value out there right now. He has some value. Um, Tua would, would have value on the market. You could move him and maybe get some good assets uh, for you for the future uh, for when Aaron Rodgers is gone. But if you could go get Aaron Rodgers or even a Russell Wilson, you know, most of these same things will apply to Russell Wilson. Um, you know, that will set you up pretty well uh, for not just now, but for the future, because you do have a lot of weapons there in Miami. Yes, you need to bolster up the line a little bit. And, um, you know, probably defensive line a little bit as well. But I mean, I think I think it's a pretty good team at this point, And they could compete if they had a guy who could go win them games consistently. Um and I just don't, I'm just telling you, I don't believe in Tua. I just don't, everything I've seen, our evaluations, the stats, as we've seen him play, I just haven't seen progression, haven't seen him getting better. Uh, I think you just, you have what you have and that's it and he's going to stay where he is. So that will work for some teams, but that's not going to work in Miami, okay? That's not going to work in Miami unless you go and you, you know, trade and get the entire Los Angeles Rams defense next year. I just don't think you have a shot at that. You have to have a consistent defense that brings it every single game. Um, Carolina. To me, Carolina is a dark horse in this. Nobody's really talking about Carolina, but getting a Russell Wilson or getting a Aaron Rodgers, I think Russell Wilson would make more sense for them um, at this point, but they have all the weapons in the world that they need down there on offense. They really do. They have all the weapons in the world that they need. Um, I think that you know Christian McCaffrey come if he comes back healthy next year um that that would be amazing to see him with a guy like Rodgers or Russell Wilson um yeah I, I just think Carolina's built ready to go they got a good young hungry defense that played really good most of the year this year uh that would be a team that I think's a dark horse book could be great for one of these guys to go and contend right away um and you know you look at it Tampa Bay is probably going to be in a little bit of turmoil uh Sean Payton just left for the Saints, the Falcons haven't been, you know, consistently good in a while. This is a division that they could go and really carve it up. I think it would really help them be competitive and have, you know, a good chance to make it in the playoffs and and not have to perform, you know, Super Bowl caliber MVP game every week to get there. Um, like you know, Russell Wilson needs to do in Seattle for them to win. So, last I'm gonna mention um, is Pittsburgh. Obviously, Big Ben gonna be leaving Pittsburgh. Um, that's a team that's got tons of weapons tons of weapons they have an amazing defense this is the best team in football outside of the quarterback position in my opinion 
outside of the quarterback position, this is the best and was the best team in football this year. And if I'm a Russell Wilson, if I'm an Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to sit there hard and leverage that. I'm going to leverage that hard. And I'm going to say, I want to go to Pittsburgh. I want to, I want to make that happen because that to me is a perfect fit to go and contend and win right now. Yes. I know that division is very competitive. Okay. I know, I know I get it, but my gosh, it's, it's insane, insanely good, um, team right there. And I really think even though the division is really competitive, I still think they would, um, I still think they would be able to be super competitive, um, and, and win that division at that point. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where we think that Rogers can go. Um, we do want to mention here, uh, Sean Payton retiring. Uh, we did mention that there. Um, we talked about Carolina. Um, you know, he, he retired, he said he, uh, would, you know, he's not going to coach next year. He doesn't want to coach. Um, this is a long time Saints head coach. And uh, I, I think we all could kind of see it on the wall. I think you could tell after Drew Brees retired. Like, I, I think his days were numbered on how long he'd want to coach. Uh, it's just really hard when you're out there losing, especially after you've been accustomed to winning for so long and having hope with one of your best friends, obviously, honestly, with Drew Brees out there. I mean, those guys are like brothers. And, um, you know, I think we kind of see the writing on the wall, but he has said that he wants to kind of look in media. He said he thinks he would be good at that. Um, he would be interested in it. Um, which my things, my thing is there's people that went to school for this as a profession. And like, those are the people that should get first chance at this job. I know people would want to see Sean Payton in the booth and all that, but like, I hate that crap, you know, players jumping into, you know, booth roles and things like that. There's guys that go to college. There's, there's guys and girls out there that go to college to do this. And, um, their jobs are being taken up by people who never once, tried to go into that, um, that never once, you know, stepped in the classroom for it and, and educated themselves for it. So, um, that's a little bit of a frustration for me, but I get it. You know, I, I love hearing from Charles Barkley. I love hearing from Shaquille O'Neal. Like I, I love hearing from Drew Brees. Like I like hearing, you know, uh, Peyton Manning and, you know, Eli Manning on their stuff. Like I like hearing those. I like hearing it. I really do. But, um, it, it is frustrating because that education becomes a little less worth, you know, it can, it, it devalues that education um, in that industry a little bit, but Sean Payton retiring. Um, you know, the one thing I will mention, and nobody's really talked about this yet. Um, and I'm surprised by that is I don't know why they wouldn't go after Sean Payton in the media so that he could be on TV with Drew Brees. You got Payton and Eli right now that do their thing. Guys, I would love to hear from these two masterminds. I would love to hear from Drew Brees and Sean Payton. I think Sean Payton would make Drew Brees a little bit better to listen to because Drew Brees clearly is not the best on camera um, in the booth. You know, he's a little quiet out there. But I think Sean Payton would help bring that out. And I would love to hear from those two masterminds of, like, what they want to do. Like, you know, have an X's and O's segment game where, you know, every a specific game every single Sunday or whatever is going to be, you know, broadcasted with them telecasting it. And they're going to sit there and give, you know, their tips, their hints, their things like that. Like I would love to hear from them. So that's one I haven't heard anybody talk about, but I think that would be really awesome to be on the table. And I would really pursue that. Um, if I'm Breeze, if I'm Peyton, I'm going to the studios, I'm saying, Hey, we want to, we want to do this together. And I think this would be amazing. And it would be, it really would. Um, we're seeing it work pretty well with, you know, Peyton and Eli, it would work awesome with, you know, Sean and Drew. 
as well. So uh, really interesting concepts there if you think about it. Last up, um, we are going to mention uh, Antonio Brown. Um, Antonio Brown. Guys, Antonio Brown is is like Antonio Brown is the firstborn child in a family of like 10, okay? And he clearly had a bunch of years before that second child came along. Because here's what is happening with him. He is attention starved. He needs attention all the time. He needs to be in the media all the time. He needs people to think of him all the time. And unless he's in the news and making up media and all and being hyped up and all this crap, he's not happy. This is stupid. We need to stop giving attention to this guy. Um I mean we need we just need to stop giving him attention. It's not fair. It's not right. Um you know, he's done so many things to show that he doesn't deserve this deserve this attention. Yes, I get your reporting news, but like let's not talk about segments on ESPN with this. Let's not talk about anything with like putting his picture up anywhere on any news media or whatever. Let's just have it be a little blip on the radar because that's really where this should be. Um, you're giving him everything he wants, more publicity, more PR, um, and, and it's just stupid to me. Um, so essentially, he's coming out um, and he's pursuing a civil suit against the Buccaneers okay, organization because they kind of framed it as him having like a mental health crisis or mental health issue going on. Um, and he wants to sit there and say, oh, I was hurt. I was hurt. That was the reason why. So I want you to pay for my ankle surgery that I'm going to get. And I want you uh, to pay me extra money because uh, defamation, because, you know, you talked about me having mental health issues. Okay, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing I'll tell you right now. Okay. Granted, granted, I'm married to someone in the mental health industry but um for someone to sit there and say that you you are having some challenges with mental health to for someone to sit there and say you're having an issue with mental health that is not defamation that is not a slight against you that is people caring about you that is people seriously wanting to make sure that it is known and it is where that we know you're not okay right now we want to help you we want to make you feel better Okay, when you get a guy like Tom Brady, you get Bruce Arians and those people up on up on the podium for interviews and they say, I hope he gets everything he needs. I hope he gets help. He's clearly going through some things right now. That's not defamation. Okay, so Antonio Brown, if you're going to sit there and say that that is defamation, you're the exact problem that we have in the world when it comes to mental health. Because for so long and so many years, people were afraid to say they needed help. People were afraid to, you know, admit they needed help or say there's something wrong. And it became a huge issue. And people people become suicidal. People take their own lives. People people make really bad things happen. I mean, you know, these people that go up and shoot up malls and things like that. Like these are people that had issues that no one was willing to admit it. It was hidden. It was kept away. It wasn't talked about. And these people continued to struggle with this. Okay. If someone sat there and said like, Hey, I think you're going through some, you know, physical health issues right now. You know, we need to get you in a doctor and evaluate you and make sure you're okay before we put you back on the field. You're not going to feel that way. He'd be absolutely fine with that. Because, oh, that's great. They care about me. They, they want to make sure I'm good. I'm healthy. 
It's the same thing. Mental health awareness and mental health is the same thing as physical health. It is a piece of what goes on out there. And if people like Antonio Brown are going to sit there and spit in the face of everybody that's trying to sit there and bring awareness to traumatic experiences that men and women face out there in the world, there there's trauma that happens to people, veterans out there at war, you know, men and women who, you know, situations happen to them with sexual assaults and things like that. Antonio Brown, if you're going to sit there and say that they were defamating you by saying you had a mental health issue or or they were they had concerns about your mental health, you're the exact reason that women out there won't speak up when something happens to them or men won't speak up when a tra- traumatic experience happens to them. You're the exact problem for this. And it's ridiculous, it's very absurd, and it pisses me off. Because no one's thinking about that. No one's no one's listening to this and looking at that. But when you look at it, people's actions speak louder than words. People's words speak a lot louder than their actions at times based on what they say. And so he's literally trying to sit there and say all this stuff so that he can win a lawsuit and win some money. But he doesn't realize what he's saying is a huge problem that we have in the United States, in the world, that we're trying to fix already. And you're making it worse by sitting there saying, oh, they, they're, they, you know, I'm going to sue for defamation because they said I was having some mental health issues. They were having, I was having challenges with my mental health. I'm going to, I'm going to sue for defamation. So you're making people think that it's a bad thing. There's a negative connotation to mental health. This is so, it's very annoying for me. I know it's not going to be talked about. I know that this isn't going to be a segment on ESPN or whatever, but this is something that needs to be talked about is that. You need to be careful for what you say and what you do, especially when you're trying to be selfish and go get money from an organization. You can't throw these things out there and throw them under the bus because you're hurting things that we've worked years as a society to try to make better, okay? Oh, and by the way, uh, for them to try and say that you had mental health issues and try to frame it that way, they don't have to frame it that way, okay, Antonio Brown? You have issues. It's clear you have issues, okay? If you're saying that, oh, it wasn't because I was having mental health issues, that there's nothing up with that, that that absolutely false, okay, fine, whatever. You can say that it's false and you weren't, but don't sit there and say it's defamation. Don't sit there and say that at all because that's wrong to do in today's society. People don't need to hear that. That's construing mental health issues as being negative, and it's not. So that's really frustrating. Um, saying you were really hurt, okay? That's So that's what he's saying. He's saying it wasn't because I had mental health issues. It was because I was seriously hurt and couldn't go back in the game and perform. Okay, then if you were really hurt, um, why would you be jogging off the field and leaping up in the air and doing jumping jacks and crap as you're leaving the stadium? If you're really that hurt, you can't go out and perform, why are you doing those things? So to me, you're showing you have a mental health issue right now. You're still showing you have it because you're literally saying things that make no sense. You're contradicting everything that you're saying and doing. So I hope you get help. I hope you understand that this is not a bad thing because clearly you haven't gotten help in a long time. Clearly teammates of yours has said for a long time that there's things that you you need help with and you're not willing to take any help. Um, so because of that, I hope that you are willing at some point to get off your high horse and stop thinking that you know better than everyone and that you don't ever need help from anybody and you can do everything on your own and you're the man. Okay, Stop being so narcissistic and self-centered and go get help. 
I hope that you can because you'll be a better person for it and everybody around you will be a better person for it. And we can finally move on from this ridiculousness that you've created with your narcissistic world. It's just a bubble of narcissism around you. So um, anyway, that's a big thing uh, I really wanted to bring focus to. A lot of people aren't talking about that, um, but he, he's, he's really setting a bad light out there for people in the world because he's making a negative connotation to mental health um, and people having mental health challenges. And that is not the case. This is not the case at all. So, um, very healthy thing to get help, to seek help, to talk to people. People need that all the time throughout life. There's a lot of stress, especially in today's world. There's so much stress and pressure and things out there. There's traumatic experiences and events that happen to people all the time throughout the world on a daily basis. And that help needs to be sought out. And if you don't get it, um, it, it will, it will affect you in the long run, worse and worse every day you don't get it so um very upsetting uh to hear him say that i just wanted to mention it uh so thanks guys so much for listening we'll go ahead and hop off here and we'll talk to you again next week but again we are uh travel agents uh specializing in disney universal world caribbean carnival cruise line sea world sandals resorts uh so feel free to reach out to us we'd love to book your next set of magical memories um we've got people right now we're helping get trips to pigeon forge ocean city maryland you know so feel free to reach out uh, we'd love to help you guys out and uh, our services are absolutely free so thank you again really appreciate it you guys have a great uh weekend uh which is coming up soon and we will talk to you next week